Hello and welcome to Connect FCS Ed, where we talk about family and consumer science education. This podcast is geared towards recruiting, maintaining, and supporting all FCS educators. I am your host, Barbara Scully, and I am here to help boldly celebrate with you families and careers. Hello and welcome back to Connect FCS Ed. Thank you so much for listening and joining me today. Speaking of joining, today I have an amazing guest with me from the Twin Cities, Minnesota area, one and only Mama Bear or lovingly known as Miss Michelle Wise, who has a wonderful YouTube channel. So thank you, Michelle, for joining today and I'm so excited to share what amazing things and resources you have been doing. So much for having me. I'm really excited. This is my first podcast. So this will be quite engaging. Well, this is, yeah, well, this, my master's project. So this is very engaging. So yeah, Yeah, so I guess let's just dive in. We had an amazing pre-talk before recording. And I, what you said was absolutely what everybody needs to hear. Tell us about your beginning. Yes. So I have been teaching for 26 years. And when I first started, I only had like a budget of maybe a hundred dollars and the principal's like, make it work. So at that point I didn't have a whole bunch of students, but I had enough um, where I was worried about my budget. And so I started trying to create and pick recipes that were able to spread across the whole year without me breaking the budget. So I started this model cheap and deep. I want to make things that are cheap and deep. And so as the budget grew and the kids grew and year after year, I still kept the model cheap and deep because most of us are in the same position where we don't have um, a huge budget where we can just spend money on steak and shrimp and lobster. That's that's not reality. So um, I started picking recipes that the kids could make, they would love and enjoy, but I still could stay within the budget. And I'm not always nervous every month, like, do I have enough money for next month? <laughs> so that's how I kind of started crafting and formulating my recipes. Yeah, no, I love, I, well, I love the cheap and deep because that, if you... It's great for being a teacher, teaching kids, but also it goes along the same lines as, you know, when going into college or, you know, being, um, you know, these are all great recipes that we can carry on with us, you know, throughout our whole adulthood. That is true. And then I also try to focus on um, some ethnic recipes where people may like to go out to the restaurant and buy it and say, oh, I love egg rolls or fried rice or enchiladas or whatever. Um, but they could make it at home, but they don't know how to. So I also started gathering more recipes that will reflect different cultures and ethnicities, especially within my school community of my students. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, uh, are you a high school teacher or a middle school teacher? I am strictly middle school. I love those crazy kids. I mean, I'm sorry. Those, <laughs> yes, they, those they exciting are kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. No, uh, so what, like, what sort of 
techniques uh, and vocabulary and um, skills are you really trying to teach them in the middle school level and preparing them to move on to high school? Well, it's funny because some kids are not allowed to be in the kitchen at all. Their mama still cooks, or it could be dad or grandma cooks everything, and the kid just sits down, eats, and gets up from the table. Um, Other kids, they have cooked a little bit, like ramen or mac and cheese in the microwave. And so they feel like microwave cooking, it is a type of cooking, but not on the stovetop at all. Um, And then there's other kids that cook meals two, three times a week, and they're making dessert along with it, and they've got their entree. So I've got that whole gamut of kids. And so I start off by something really easy, and they make Rice Krispie bars on the stovetop, not in the microwave. And then I can kind of gauge and see, okay, these kids know what they're doing. These kids like to take over a little too much. These kids are really shy or don't know a whole bunch. And so I start, I just assume everybody knows nothing. And then I start asking kids, so do you cook at home? Or what do you want to be when you grow up? And it kind of lets me feel out who's got experience and who doesn't. And then I can start, I start the recipes off easy. And then by the end of the year, it's more advanced. Yeah. No, that's perfect. I know, gosh, working in the high school, I have... I have kids just like you who some who have never, never even cooked a single thing in their entire life. They, um, they get invited to the table, they sit down, they eat, and then they go and take their plate away versus those kids who they're helping raise their younger siblings and they're having to do that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I think we all understand, you know, the, the variance that's there. No, but so let's go into the making of your YouTube channel. What was the epiphany of like, okay, we're going to do this and how? Yeah, it started like four years ago. Just the idea was planted in my mind. So this lady at my job said, Shell, you know what? If you had a show, because I bet when you're at home, it must be hilarious all the time. I thought, no, girl, it's just regular family life. She's like, oh, no, Michelle, I think you should be on TV. And I'm like, mm, yeah, okay. Um, then my son had said, he was in college. He said, mama, have you ever thought about, like, recording yourself as you teach so when kids are absent, you can steer them towards watching it on some kind of video platform? I thought, oh, that's a good idea, baby. And I was like three years ago. So then when COVID struck, and we were uh, pushed into, I'm sorry, we were invited into <laughs> I said, well, how am I going to teach cooking, but I'm at home? And so I thought about doing the, uh, a YouTube channel. And I have a 12-year-old. She's like, Mom, I can help you with all of that editing, thumbnails, you name it. I know how to do it. And I thought, baby, how do you know? But Yeah, she knew. So she had to train me. It was so funny. I'm like, baby, I'd wake her up. Mommy needs to get this video out. How do I edit this? How do I add the title? And so she's been my little assistant, which is so awesome. But that's how it started. Um, And I would try to just put out a video once or twice a week and then have my students look at it. And then they can try to recreate it at home. 
No, I feel you on so many levels of, you know, having your own kids help you. (laughs) (laughs) Because I have my 16-year-old and my 14-year-old daughters. They help me sometimes with posting certain things. I'm like, what hashtag should I be using here? And they just all kind of look at me and roll their eyes. I know. (laughs) But I'm proud of us because we're at least trying to keep up. We're like, baby, I can accept that you're the expert in this. Can you teach me? And I think that helps build some self-confidence as well. It really does. And yeah, it, it also builds you know, that, uh, that bond going, going and saying, hey, I might not be good at this, but I know you are. And ask, inviting that help in. And that's huge with your own kids. Oh, yes. I yeah. agree. Uh, so with cooking with Mama Bear... What? Let's. I, I'm because you are hilarious. I've watched a couple of your, or all of your videos, and I love each step that you take. What was the? What is the planning behind it? Right. Um, when I first started, I wanted it to be just like I was doing a demo in front of the students, like in the classroom, the physical classroom. So I'd lay all the stuff out. I'm like, okay, you're gonna need this, 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 and this. So I'd have all the tools and equipment and all the ingredients. And then I wanted to go step by step. So if a kid had to pause it and go find it, or I break an egg and then they break an egg and they pause it. And then they can follow along without feeling like they're going to get lost. I think with some of the other channels that show like how to cook, there's assumptions made like, oh, you know what egg white versus egg yolk, or you know what beating means or you know what it means to, what stiff peaks are. And so when I think about like teens trying to cook, that if they don't know that lingo or that terminology, that I'm right there to say, okay, this is what I mean. So watch me as I do whatever the technique is. And this is the tool I use. And then I also try to use tools that every basic kitchen would have, like fork, knife, or spoon. And so if they don't have a pastry blender or an electric mixer, I'm like, you can still use a fork. And you'll be just fine. It might take a little longer, but it'll be just fine. So I really try to like walk through step by step without assuming they know what I mean. No, that's perfect because yeah, no, with having, you know, not having an electric mixer or anything like that. Yeah. Having that fork and whisking and, <laughs> and you're going to be switching hands <laughs> a lot. <That's> right. going <laughs> to build that muscle. Yes, that's right. That is right. So when, um, what is your thoughts on what recipe that you're going to dive into for your, uh, for the video? What thoughts are going through? Well, I try to think about when I was in the classroom, what kids love, love, love to make, or would ask to make over and over and over and over again. So I have yet to do the pizza. I've still got to do that, but I try to pick things that I know students will eat and I try to steer away from things that they probably won't eat. So every year I make this joke and they come and they're like, what are we making today? And I said, we are going to make liver and peas with fried onions. And their face just goes white as a ghost. And I'm like, I'm just kidding. We're making chocolate chip cookies. So I try to pick stuff that I know they're going to eat because I don't want to waste anything or I don't want them to make something that they might not be familiar with. And then they try and they're like, eh, I don't really like that. So um, I try to do a variety of things, but 
in terms of like an exact formula of how I come up with something, I'm like, oh, this sounds good. I should try that. <laughs> so what are you guys for in Minnesota and with COVID, what are you guys doing going into this uh, new, new school year? That is so funny that she should ask that. They just voted last night um, for at least um, St. Paul Public Schools that we will be um, starting in distance learning. And then ideally after, I think the plan is once there's two weeks of COVID on the decline and no more increases, then we can start transitioning over to uh, possibly the hybrid model, which is kids come to physical school on some days and on other days they're still doing the distance learning. But that I think is still getting worked out. But for right now, we're just going to focus on the distance learning plan. Yeah, that's the same with us in really? my district. We just got a, we, they just voted two nights ago to have, you know, that distance learning, and which I'm grateful for. But man, I don't know about you, but my anxieties have been high probably since March going, what are we doing? And how come we're not getting any guidance? And our state um, superintendent is saying there's going to be a lot more boundaries in place and um, procedures for, to meet for our, sta- for our students to reach that high standards of excellence, mm-hmm. but yet there's not a lot of guidance. How are you feeling throughout all of this? <laughs> Girl, the same way. I think, um, I think all of us got thrown into this and nobody could have ever imagined that we'd find ourselves in 2020 in this kind of position. And so I think everybody's scrambling, trying to figure out what am I going to do? And I think some teachers were just had a better or were easier, were able to slide into it at a better pace. I know I'm not probably saying that right. Other teachers are like, what? What's YouTube or what's, <laughs> what's Schoology or what is uh, Edpuzzle? Oh my gosh. It's like a whole new lingo out there. And then trying to engage students on this digital platform is I think my biggest challenge. It's like, I want them to Mm -hmm. still like cooking and enjoy it and get involved. But it's like, I can only do so much because I'm not physically in front of them. So I'm just trying to plan out now that I know what the plan is here, how I'm going to move forward. Cause the spring was kind of bumpy and rough. And I felt like I was in a lot of meetings, like staff meetings almost every day. Because everybody's trying to figure out, what are we going to do? How are we going to take attendance? How are we going to grade? Do we grade and pass fail? So hopefully this fall, it'll be more smoother. But I'm sure there's still going to be some rough patches. Yep. Let's cross our fingers and toes and everything else in between. Because, yeah, yeah it's, it is definitely going to be interesting. So how are you going to be incorporating your YouTube channel for teaching? Well, I think just like I did in the spring that either I will leave it up to the kids. I think what I'm first going to do is say, hey, everybody, welcome to cooking. I'm your teacher, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm going to ask them to, can you cook something at home, take a picture of it and just send it to me. So no pressure. You get a check or a mark or something, say you turned it in and then I can kind of gauge where kids are. So if I see peanut butter and jelly, then I'm like, okay. (laughs) that's where we're at. Okay. Okay. And then I see other kids making quiche or, you know, rack of lamb. 
then I can kind of gauge, okay, these are where my kids are at. And I'm thinking about doing, this might be a lot of work, but having like a three lanes, if you will, where there's the beginner lane, the intermediate lane, and the advanced lane, or the beginning cook, the intermediate cook, and the chef. And so if you are a beginner, these are the assignments you're going to work on, and we're going to start with Basics 101. If you're intermediate, um, I can kind of describe, like, you know some cooking terms. You've cooked on the stove before. You've baked a little bit in the oven. Um, These are your assignments. Or if you're an advanced or the master chef, if you will, um, I really want to push them to the next level and not, not bore them, but not have them do things that are too easy for them. I want everybody to feel like they're getting a challenge. Yeah. And so how are, oh, I love that. How are how are you going to do it? How are you? <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm going, that's well, one that is a lot of work, but you know, as teachers, we, you know, we turn, you know, lemons into lemonade. We make magic happen, but yeah. What, what is your thought process on how you're going to, you know, lay that out? I think I will ask them and I hope they're honest. I know some of them might think they just like some kids are like, yeah, I know how to swim. I'm great at swimming, but they really don't know how to swim or they think they can. So they might say, yeah, I really know how to cook or they don't. But then I think I will do like a few quizzes to say, do you know these terms? And if they know the terms, um, that's one way for me to figure out, okay, they know something about cooking. Or if I asked you to make this kind of dish, if I asked you to make a pizza, how would you do it? And if kids are like, um, you take it out the freezer, cut the oven on, then I'm like, okay, yep. And some other kids are like, yeah, I'll use the, uh, what is that, the biscuit dough or the English muffin, put some sauce, cheese on it. And other kids that might say, well, I would probably need yeast first with flour. Then I can kind of gauge, okay, who knows what they're doing or what lane that student would be in. But yeah, I know it sounds like a lot of work. I'm going to try to like streamline that thing. Yeah. So thanks to do it. I love it. So do you in your school district, do you have an LMS or are you Google? Uh or are you Microsoft? Schoology? What are you? Yes, we use Schoology and I like it, but I think when too many kids turn in too many videos, then we start having some technical issues. And so in order for me to tell, like when I first had them start turning assignments, I just had them take four pictures, one of all your ingredients, um, one at at the beginning of you cooking, one kind of close to the end, and the last one is the finished food product. Now, in order to avoid that mama or grandma or big brother's not cooking for them, I moved them into, you have to make a short little video on how you're cooking the food product. And then I can watch them and see what they're doing and kind of give them feedback on, it's time for you to make this, you know, scooch your plate a little bit closer to the pants, you don't drip grease across the stove and the counter or whatever they're doing. So that is helpful in terms of, I know some kids like to try to get around the system. Or they take a picture and they send it to their friend and the student and their friends turn in the same picture and say, we're both getting credit, right? (laughs) <laughs> then I'm having kids write on a little sheet of paper, the first and last name, period, whatever, or class number, whatever, and they have to put it by their food. So if they white it out or crop it out, then I can tell that, or I'll be able to figure that out better. So I'm always trying to be one step ahead of them. 
Yeah, no, I, uh, gosh, during uh, the spring, I had mm-hmm. my students, you know, I would send, I want you to go out, look in your pantry or your cupboard, whatever it is. And I want you to pull out five ingredients that you could actually make something and make it yeah. you know, from scratch. Uh, if it can't be, you know, the box macaroni and cheese or top, if you, if you're doing top ramen, that could be, you know, one of your ingredients, but then I want you to add to it. Yeah. Um, and afterwards I want you to take a picture of you in it and, you know, holding, presenting. I know with your cameras, you can't, or in your phones, you could put a delayed five second timer. I know you can do this. I just learned something new. <laughs> I'm using that. I love that. Yeah. No, and yeah, it's fun. And then, um, and I have certain students who would they'd be like, oh, I, here's just a picture of the the plate or the, you know, presenting the plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and then I'll, te- I'll text them back using the remind app going, but you're not in it. Yes. <laughs> Pick another picture, baby. Pick another picture. And they're like, but I already ate it. Well, I guess then you get to make it again. Yeah, good practice. <laughs> so, I put that smiling face. <laughs> yep. Put that, you know, that smiley sticker on, you know, on their, for their digital interactive notebook or something. Yeah. yeah. So does, are all of your students, um, are they one-to-one with tech through your district? Yeah, our district um, a few years ago decided to get taxpayer money and bought iPads for each and every student, which at the time, a lot of people were like pushing against that. But now that we're in distance learning, that's perfect. That is absolutely perfect. Um, So that worked out well. No, it, it does. So with your YouTube channel, are you going to be um, creating more videos and posting them and, you know, and having uh, your, in directing your students to the YouTube channel uh, to watch? Yes. I'm trying to build that thing up. I'm sorry, my channel up where (laughs) I have a ton of cooking with mama bear videos. And so ideally I want to get like, what is it called? Playlists where there's like Asian cooking or Latino or Mexican cooking, there's soul food cooking, there's desserts, appetizers or snacks. I think snacks would probably be better than appetizers with teens, Uh, but I'm trying to build that up. But of course it takes a while and it's a big production in the kitchen. Um, And then once I'm done, I'm like, okay, we can eat everybody. So I try to upload every weekend. And so people can always see something fresh and new when they get on the page. I love it. Well, I'm doing so, well, I feel like I'm doing a lot of technology type of stuff these days, but the one thing that I am scared of, honestly, is doing something and posting it to YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, so what you're doing, it, that is above my comfort level. And I'm just like in awe <laughs> of what you, did, <laughs> what you do because I'm like, I have no, I, I could take a video. Sure. But, and then the video would be however long, how long are your videos before you edit it down? Uh, probably 20, 30 minutes. And so I'm like, I'm like always trying to cut it down. Cause I know the attention span of teenagers is like seven minutes and I know I'm pushing it when it gets to 10 minutes and I'm trying to like condense stuff or what's it called? Um, 
got time warp. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, lap. Time lapse. Time lapse stuff. So I try. Yeah, I try to cut out the extra stuff, but I have to leave in all the like necessary stuff that they can get it and still follow along without it being too long. Yeah. So are you going to be doing any uh, like voiceovers? No. Okay. (laughs) So instead, uh, so I know there's a lot of people who my friend over at one of the skills centers, she doesn't talk throughout any of her videos. And then when she goes into the editing process, she does the voiceovers because she's like, I don't want to sound, she's like, I sound too much of a, like a blubbering idiot. I'm always, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm spilling, I'm doing stuff. And I, I want to, I don't want that. <laughs> yes. You know what? Okay. Now I know what you mean by voiceovers. I want to get to the point where I buy one of those like cooktops that it's just that they show on tasty mm-hmm. and I get the camera that's above and I don't have to say anything and I can just show it but I have to work on that and then maybe I'll do voiceover with that. But I'm trying to get it to the point where kids just like tasty, you can watch, but they go really fast though, but you can watch and see all the ingredients and how they whipped it up and then ta-da, mm-hmm. it, it's done. So I'm going to try my hand at that as soon as I buy my equipment. <laughs> so are you, uh, are you getting a, um, do you get like a, a yearly stipend through your building of something that you could buy for your classroom? Uh, no, no? <laughs> that would be great. Um, sometimes I just ask, like when we went to distance learning, I said, I need a ring light so I can project more light when I'm trying to record. So they allowed me to get that, but I think I'm going to do it end up probably out of pocket. But that's okay. I'm, I think that's a good investment. Yeah. No, um, my, my building, they give us like a $200 stipend uh, that we can buy, you know, anything that's going to help us as teachers, you know, teach better. Last year, before COVID, I bought a, a yoga ball uh, desk chair. And I love it. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and now I'm thinking, oh, I should have, I should have been, I should have been thinking, been more forward thinking of where was my crystal ball <laughs> so I could see what was about to hit. And yeah. you know, by, you know, the ring light that you're talking about. Uh, another friend, she just texted me uh, last night. She's like, oh, I just bought a under the counter. Um, uh, it can hold your cell phone to do videos. Because she's, um, she wants to, she's a, a financial algebra teacher. So mm-hmm. she's like, I don't want to have to try to figure out how to write on uh, the whiteboard, you know, the, the, oh, you know, the technology whiteboard or anything. Yeah. So she's like, smart board, smart board thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she's like, I don't even want to go there. I just, let me find a you know, under the counter or over the counter, something that could just snap my cell phone and be able to visualize, see what it is, the steps that I'm doing as in record. So is that something that you have also? Oh, no, I don't have that. I just have an iPad propped up on a tripod and it actually works really slick. So I don't use my phone, but I might, but I really like the iPad. And then I can edit right off the iPad and have the apps right on there. So that's nice. Oh, I like it. 
well, you're ju- you're giving me ideas and you're giving me some hope that I can do this. I can cross over yes, <laughs> you get comfortable with making stuff in the kitchen. Um, oh, my my 14 year old daughter, she was in eighth grade this last year and uh, she had a uh, home economics class. That was the name of her class. Um, And it's so funny in the middle school, it's called home economics and they, you know, they do the round robin of, they do a sewing unit, they do a a culinary unit. Oh, I think there was a, a nutrition unit in there. Uh, or, or maybe it was a health unit. I'm, I'm, I can't quite remember exactly, but they had four major units that they devoted throughout their semester together. And then, but once you get over to the high school, it, it the name changes over to Family Consumer Sciences. So, I know it's it's funny how yeah, names, oh names. That's right. That's right, because normally when I have parents, when I meet them, they're like, you teach home ec, right? I said, well, the new term is family and consumer science. But yes, that's that's still, it's the same thing, but a new name, so. Oh, I love it. Yeah, no, well, Erin, my daughter, she absolutely loved her home economics class, and she would come home and she's always been able to explore and do things in the kitchen at home with us. But when she took the home economics class this last semester, or actually she took it first semester for eighth grade, she came home with such a new light of excitement and she was testing out so many different things. And I'm going, Hey, these are things I've been trying to get you to do. She's like, I know, but your mom and no. That's right. I'm like, you know what? Hands down to her teacher because she, Erin now loves cooking, love experimenting. So that's something that you are doing. You know, you're helping, you know, our eighth graders, our seventh graders become more familiar and be prepared to go into high school and prepare them for that adulting. That's right. I'm lighting the fire underneath them. Yes, you are. (laughs) And now, you know, oh gosh, I just saw the the best meme the other day and it was, you know, adulting when you have to figure out what to make for dinner every night. Every night. Oh, and the struggle is real. It is. I'm like, okay, what do I need to take out of the freezer? So I'm asking like one o'clock, uh-huh. hey, you guys, what do you want for dinner? And they're looking at me like, that's hours from now. Uh-huh. I'm like, I need to prep ahead yep. of time. Yeah, or it's five o'clock and they're like, we're hungry. It's like, but you just ate. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dishes are multiplying at an insane rate nowadays. That and so's my waist. Oh yeah. Ah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know I'm like, I should go out and walk. Yeah. But I'm too tired. <laughs> <laughs> that or like, oh let's let's do a movie marathon and like, oh yeah, let's That's right. I'm all about it. <laughs> That's right. Well, to wrap this segment up, speaking of movies. 
what what has been your movie marathon throughout this? I'm watching right now a movie called The Umbrella Academy. It's weird, but it's got a really good storyline. <laughs> I've also been watching like a lot of cooking shows. Something where you win the golden apple. I can't remember all the, the names. Um, there's, oh, there's another one. There's like the greatest, uh, the baking, uh, the greatest baking show uh, or the British baking show, I believe. Oh yeah, that's funny. And they've got a totally different vibe about them than the American shows. Like I feel like the American shows are a little more cutthroat mm-hmm. and the, the British shows or the British Bake Off. Yeah, the British Bake Off show. I think that's what it's called. They're more polite and oh, well, you know, hats off to you. Frederick or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, well, so it's it's refreshing to watch that. Well, and it really you 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 bring it up that you know our American shows we are cutthroat and we are all about competition and yep. winning at no cost. Yeah, yeah, at all costs, you do what is necessary. That's it. That is it. No, if this is well, this has been such a a great fresh a breath air of being able to talk with you and to have you share your YouTube channel, your planning and you know, all the preparations that you're going through to, you know, to make this, this channel be something. And I know your students absolutely love it because I love it. And, uh, so please put a, put a plug out how people can find you. Right. So if you go on YouTube and type in cooking with mama bear, M-O-M-M-A, then you will see me with my little chef hat on and I'm smiling and you can click it and you'll see all kinds of videos that I tailored for um, teenagers or beginning cooks. And then my, um, I figured out that my audience is teens, but who ends up subscribing are teachers that cook. So if the teacher doesn't feel like, oh, I don't want to go through all that work of making a cooking video for my students to watch, they can just sidestep all of that and they can either they can lead their students to watch me if that's what they care to do. Or if I'm making something like egg rolls and the teacher doesn't want to do that kind of video or is not comfortable doing that kind of video, they can always just send their kids and you put them in the, your kids in good hands. I will take care of them and they will laugh and learn something at the same time. <laughs> that, and cause that is exactly what it's all about. We're all learning it together. That's right. And I figure we don't all need to create the same wheel. I'm like, let's share the love. Absolutely. And uh, that is something that, that is like my whole philosophy of life. You know, mm-hmm. sharing is caring. Don't recreate the wheel. I got this, so let me hand it over to you because right. you have so many other things that you are juggling in life. Yes, make One, your life easier. Yes. Oh, for sure. Ugh. Well, all right. So, well, thank you. Welcome. Thank you for joining me today at Connect FCS Ed. In this podcast, we boldly celebrate families and careers by providing inspiration, support, and resources for teachers, students, and families. If you could do me a quick favor, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. 
My mission is to get this out in front of as many people as possible to help educate and inform the community that home economics is alive and well. Each week, I will choose one special person to win some Connect FCS Ed swag. So be sure to add your name to the review and I will reach out to you if you're the winner. Thanks again for spending your time with me today and be sure to visit me at fcspodcast.com for past episodes and more gifts to help spread the word that family and consumer science is today's home economics.